And I ain't hit no drop in a minute. No, I'm about yeah. my business. Rappers Guy Podcast, episode 57. Start off. I don't know. 56? <laughs> no, nah, we have. F- it's the odd number, right? I think it's 57. Oh, it is at 57. You want to keep going? You want to just. Yeah, let's oh, keep okay. it. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, episode 57. Uh, today we wanted to talk about, well, first, I'm your host, Diggy Metro. Pales Pagliacci. And we wanted to talk about uh, age and music and the importance of it. Is it important? It's important, but at the same time, it's really not important because at the same, you know, we're in this uh, new day and age of music discovery, you know, with TikTok and everything kind of blows up out of nowhere. But once again, you know, this type of podcast that we look at things as far as like real life and real world scenarios, the older you get, the more responsibilities you have. And within that, the harder it becomes to really allocate a lot of time and resources towards your craft, especially if you weren't taking it serious in the first place. Yeah. I think that age is only important if your life has gone the the way that our parents' lives went. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you have kids and you have responsibilities and you have a career and, you know, music is a hard thing to make if you have all those things. Yes. You know, and like I have homies who are producers, they have children, and it's hard as fuck for them to even sit down and make a beat. How can you when you have a little kid that you have to take care of? Dropping apple juice on your fucking beat machine. And where's the inspiration to be like, yeah, I need to get in the studio and make music. You Mm -hmm. got a kid at home. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it does become more difficult. And that's why I think it's an easier task for a younger crowd to be able to take advantage of their time. But at the same token, it's not impossible. No. And I think that in music, we, uh, for some reason, we like always over-exaggerate the age 30. <clears throat> 30 is like that age where everyone's scared. Oh, I'm almost 30. 30 is when it's over. And that's bullshit. Because when you look at the grand scheme of things within life, right? You know, the first 18 years of your life is basically living under somebody else's roof and under somebody else's rules. Um, and then that age from like 18 to 24, like 25, is when you kind of just start really discovering who you are as an adult and like kind of like what's your next stage in life going to be. And then at that 25 to 30 is where you really just start to like really home in and like know what the things you like, the things that you don't like, and kind of like where you, what you want to do. And probably usually at that time is when you start having a change of mind of what is going to be my next steps from here. Um, and that's why, like, for me personally, you know, being a musician that's closed my late 30s, not me, my late 30s, listen to me, my uh, late 20s, I'm 28 now, about to be 29. It's like, I'm actually happy that I was able to go through the process of being a younger musician when I was younger and going through all those ups and downs and those ebbs and flows to be able to appreciate the shit now t- at this point because everything is just kind of flowing a little bit better because... I have money to be able to provide for my career. I don't have any kids. That's essentially taken away from my time for my career. And, you know, I still feel like I'm still young. I, you know, people think 30, like you're ancient. Like, yo, I'm still young. Mentally, I'm still the same, you know? I also don't think 30 now is the 30 of our parents' time. No, definitely not. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, I want to break down the pros and cons of both. Yeah. Being young in, in hip-hop and being old in hip-hop or old you know what i mean air quotations so uh being young in hip-hop i think that the number one benefit of being young in hip-hop is that you have time to fuck up and experiment right i think you have time so if you're if you're a young artist and you're uh trying to figure things out you have time 
you could figure everything out. You know what I mean? You can experiment with a different style of music and you can go all these different routes and come right back to where you began. Mm-hmm. I started out making boom bap records. I did all the the trap records and all the everything in between and then came right back to boom bap. It's my love. It's, the, only, it's, the, it's the one thing I'm comfortable with and it's the place where I sound best. So it took me a long time to experiment with different things. And I also thought you had to. Yeah. I thought I needed to make like a, a club record or a banger. So I, I did all this experimentation, but I was able to do all that and then come back to the place that I love and the place that I'm most comfortable. And it wasn't that big of a deal. Um, be, uh, besides being able to uh, fuck up, don't have a lot of responsibilities when you're young. You know, not like, many. If you are under your parents' roof, you kind of have a little bit more leeway mm-hmm. to sit at home and work on records. Where when you have a career, you don't get all the time in the world. And on top of that, you technically could eat off of your parents' play. Like, hey, can you buy me like this microphone? Can you buy me this laptop? If they are able to in do certain so. In situations, yeah. for sure. Because like, even for me, you know, coming up, my mom had a laptop. I was like, yo, let me just grab that. And I would go to Radio Shack, buy me one of those you know, broke down mics. But at the end of the day, it was like, it was still, I still had resources to try to get my music out there and try to figure those things out. And it wasn't really costing me anything. Right. You can take advantage of the fact that you don't have cost, you don't have bills. Uh, when you get older, it's hard to spend that, say, 300 on studio time when you know rent's coming up. Shit, because gas like $5 a gallon right now. Right. <laughs> gas is expensive. You own a car or, or you're leasing a car. Mm-hmm. You have that bill coming in. Mm-hmm. So, say that bill is 300 and you have the option do i pay off my lease right now or do i pay toward my lease rather or go to the studio and work on my record a responsible mind is going to go toward the pay my car you know and you have to you have to uh, have a lot more of a responsible mind when you age in music Mm -hmm. when you're young you're not really paying for much so you can go work like a delivery job and then turn around and go to the studio with that cash you got, you know? And if you're not doing that already and you want to go the whole route of being a home studio musician, that's fine. But if you don't know how to mix or you don't really have a grasp of production, then it might benefit you to take that cash you made at your uh, part-time job Mm -hmm. and go to a studio and get professional music made. I'll say this. When I was 18, that was the first time... uh, I was introduced to a studio, like mm-hmm. an actual studio. And prior to that, same situation. My mother had a laptop. I had a little USB mic, like a $50 USB mic. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was recording on. People did not take me serious until I went to that studio. Once yep. I went to the studio, it sealed the deal as far as people going, oh, shit, he's really doing this. Mm-hmm. You know, before that, it was like, yeah, he raps and shit. But I think that... In order to jumpstart your profession in music, you have to be professional. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You have to start acting professional. And professionally done music is mixed properly. Yes, indeed. So if you're young, I would test out different studios in the area. Just because a place mix and masters music doesn't mean that that's the place that you're going to feel comfortable at. There's a a lot of different engineers. There's a lot of different people that you're going to come in contact with. And not every engineer, they might be the greatest engineer in the world. You might not feel comfortable with them. Mm -hmm. I've been to studios where the engineer is just, he might have a great mix, but like just weird vibes. 
And now at this point, you know, a lot of you guys that's coming up in this new music industry have uh, way better opportunities because, you know, you can still technically record a lot of your stuff at home and you have all these people that are online, um, not even even just do Fiverr, that it could probably just hit you up through Instagram and ask, hey, you know, somebody actually just did, recently did that to me. Like, hey, um, I would love to try to mix one of your songs. I could do like a uh, a free mix in a sense or just like show you what I'm able to do. And, you know, I looked at it, I was like, oh, okay, I'll probably think about it. But, you know, that's, it's available out there. Like, you ha- you're able to make these connections across the world where you don't really have to worry about just going to, like, a local studio. And I think that's one of those other things that, you know, within growing up within music, you know, um, when you're younger and, like, high school and shit, you kind of figure everything out. So you have everybody around you, those social groups, which could be a bad thing because they could really deter you the wrong way, which kind of, in a sense, happened to me. But even deeper than that, like when you reach that 18 age and you get into that college atmosphere or just, you know, whatever you may do, trade school, whatever the case may be, you may be around like-minded people who want to do kind of the same things that you want to do. And they also may have expertise in doing those things beforehand because they were doing it in high school. So that's why I think around that 18 to like 24 range where you're going to like really find those people that have taken the time to really try to get their own shit out there and be able to collaborate and, and do things from that. Because more so when you're doing it in high school, it's like, you know, people are mostly just playing around and that shit usually falls off. But when you, once you're around those like-minded people, that's when you can start building from there. Yeah, and I would say that to, to kind <clears throat> of like tag along with your point, I would say that if someone is still doing it into their 20s and they started when they were 16, then you know that they're taking it a little bit more serious mm-hmm. than, than the average person. Because, again, people do rap when you're in high school and then by the time that college rolls around and all that shit, they don't want to deal with the embarrassment of being a musician and, accountant and all that shit. <laughs> and now they just, you know, just let it go. Yeah. And they're, they're not a rapper anymore. They were a rapper in high school, but it was only because it was convenient and they had friends who did it or whatever. But uh, beyond that, I think that, you know, when you start at such a young age, uh, actually, this is the point I wanted to get to. Um, before you were saying, you know, there's all these available options of mixing mm-hmm. online. And the problem with that, and I'll tell you as a freelance engineer, is that most people don't have gear that equate to a, a great a sounding, good mix. sounding mix. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? And that's the difference between going to a studio and spending your money. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know, you're going to a treated room or you know you're going to a booth. And that does help. Yeah, no, you know, like, as someone who has gotten mixes from all different uh, people, I could tell you that like the people who went and got the Focusrite Scarlet uh, studio package, the the mic that comes with it and the headphones, and mm-hmm. and then you go and record like in your room with no studio foam or treatment, doesn't sound as good. And oh. and also like if you've never been to a studio, you don't know about leveling, you don't mm-hmm. know about input gain, you don't know about gain staging, so. Most of the time, those people send me uh, recordings that are all distorting. It's all fucked up, you know, and, and you want to still do your best. But uh, let me teach you guys something. If you're at home listening, once your levels go into the red and they distort, there's no coming back from there. Like the best no. engineer in the world can't make it undistorted. There's different uh, plugins like Isotope has RX and... There's these different things that you could do to try to extract some of the distortion, but for the most part, it's there. Once it distorted, I think it distorted. Right, and and I don't think a lot of people know about um, clipping, and and why would you? You know what I mean? You just picked up a mic for the first time. You just opened a program for the first time. You're not going to know what clipping is. You yeah, know, there's more to just like recording at home than just going recording at home and just pressing the record button. Like and there's a lot of I'm things saying. that you have to really learn. And like you know, throughout my years, 
I've always kind of been comfortable within a home studio, so I've always been trying to figure out ways, and I've always been researching and YouTube and things of that nature. And still to this day, I still kind of fuck up, um, just because sometimes I'll be it. I'm more so sometimes in my artist bag, but for the most part, I try to make sure that I'm trying to make uh, the best clean sounding vocal I possibly can. But you know, sometimes it's definitely even more complicated for me sometimes. So it's definitely a little bit more intricate than what you guys could think. But once again, that all starts with kind of doing the things when you're younger and learning as time goes on so that this way when you do some, send something to someone, it doesn't even come back to you. Because there was times I did do those online services and those mixes. I'm like, this shit sound trash. I never really thought of it that it was actually my issue more so than it was the person that was mixing it. And probably, you know, I don't really know if they were good or not. But right. I can definitely say that my recording setup probably wasn't up to par right. to what he was probably trying to do with the and, mix. And that's the problem is like, yo, as an engineer, you try your hardest to make something sound good. But if it's so messed up, just due to the recording environment, mm-hmm. there's only so much you can do. And that sounds like an excuse to a lot of kids. So they're like, what do you mean you can't make it sound good? It's the reality of it. <laughs> That's it's the like, facts. Yeah, it's just the facts of it. If you record and say, uh, for instance, you have your mic in the corner of the room and you have just drywall mm-hmm. and now you're wrapping toward two walls connecting and, <clears throat> excuse me, all that vocal is just bouncing back into the mic and you're getting all that room reverb. Yeah, when when you send it, it's going to sound a little off. Because now I'm going to have to scoop out certain frequencies uh, in the low mids and try to take out some of that room reverb. But I'm also scooping frequencies out of the most important or, or some of the most important frequencies in your voice. So it's going to sound a little off. It's not going to sound as natural as it should have sounded. And, you know, when you're recording something and you're sitting in front of a mic, you expect it to sound how you're hearing it and in your ears. Be. And it's not always going to sound like that. So I would say that the benefit of going to a studio is one, they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're going in there, you should, and not always, you know, not every engineer knows what they're doing. Sometimes they hire like students uh, to just Help sit out. there and track you. So they might not know perf- uh, perfectly what they're doing, but you'll at least be in a treated environment. You at least be in a situation where, for the most part, they're going to know how to level your vocal properly, mm-hmm. and you're going to get a clean take, and it's not going to sound uh, messed up from jump. And that's another thing, you know, just you speaking about all those things, it kind of uh, made me think, like, one of the benefits of being, like, one of those 25 to, like, 35 artists, I guess, within that range, you've had so much more life experience, which means that your subject matter within your music becomes a little bit more broader, because... Even if you live the most dull life, you've gone through shit. And within you going through shit, if you're an artist, you can somehow create that into a story or you can just make up shit on the top of your mind. But at the same time, it's through experiencing of seeing things, witnessing things. And I think that's like one of the biggest benefits from being a younger artist because when you're young, it's about drugs, fucking money. Mm-hmm. You get a little bit older, that substance starts kicking in because maybe you do have a family now at this point. Maybe you lost a few people that you really um, had that was close to you. That impacts the music a little bit more because there's people in the world who's dealt with that as I've well. I've talked to young artists and I'm like, you know, you don't have a lot of content, like uh, not music wise. Mm. You're not, you don't have substance. Exactly. You know, and when you're talking to them and they go, you know, like my story isn't that crazy, so I don't have much to talk about. Maybe it's not that crazy yet. Mm-hmm. Maybe, so. Yeah, like maybe you need to experience more shit. And, and that's not always in the bad sense. You don't always have to experience shit in a sense of death and like fucking sadness. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have to take trips places and sometimes you need to go see different people and you have to like go through relationships. Mm -hmm. Bro, a big driver of my early music was relationships. Mm -hmm. 
different relationships called for different types of music. That's why I started singing. I made a breakup song called Need Her Back. And that's why I was like, oh shit, I could sing. And I was like, from there, like, here we are. But like, that is important to experience those things. I also feel like a lot of artists get writer's block sometimes. And it might not necessarily be because you're so confused. It might be like, yeah, you have to go and live. Yeah, that's life block. We trap ourselves block. in the studio all the time. And if you're that workhorse who's constantly in the studio, sometimes you're not experiencing what's outside of the studio that actually inspires the music. So it's important to do both. It is mm-hmm. important to go and experience things. I took a trip to Nashville. People are like, why are you there for work? No, I'm here. just here. I'm just here. You know here. what? Like, I feel like for the past three years, I, I locked myself in that studio and I was working my ass off and I wasn't, I wasn't seeing things that were inspiring me. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and and there were dope artists coming through all the time, but it wasn't always inspiring me. You needed that breath of fresh air. I needed that that getaway just to see different things and, like, view things from, from a different city's perspective. You know what I mean? Like, we've gone to New York City. It's the biggest city in the world. It's, it's a lot. You know, but when you go to these smaller cities and you could experience the music scene and you could see all these different types of people walking past you, it does give you something to write about. You can talk about different subject matter than you would have if you were just sitting at home the whole time or going to work, coming back home, going to work. What am I going to, I'm going to rap about going to work. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like uh, when you think about like, a lot of the signed acts <clears throat> or the, the big name artists, a lot of them have been, you know, kind of been prevalent in our like, you know, our past, like probably like, they've been, they've been kind of, we kind of grew up with them. But a lot of times, a lot of artists may seem like they're around like 2021, 20, but they really be like 28, 35. Mm-hmm. And like they kind of fit that image of a younger looking person. So it may come off that they're a little bit younger. But then sometimes when you ask people their age, it's like, oh shit, you like, you're 31. Like, how the hell did that happen? Like, there's definitely like those Jack Harlows. And I think they was like making fun of him because he didn't know who Brandy was. But I think he's like 20, like 22, 23. He's like, yeah, he wasn't probably listening to that music. He's born like the 2000s. He's not going to fucking old Brandy. Yeah, and that's also stupid to make fun of a kid for not knowing someone that came before their time. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, when did you start listening to music? Why would you know about someone from that time? Now, if you ask a 30-year-old who Brandy is, uh, are you going to fucking know who Brandy is? He was born in the 90s. He was around in the time for that music. And also, the only way that you would really know is if you decided that you wanted to do research on your own. Mm -hmm. And like like for me, I know rappers from every generation because I I was so enamored by hip-hop when I first... Uh, fucking walked into it mm-hmm. that like I wanted to go back and research in college all my research papers were involving hip hop Cool Herc and, and Tribe Called Quest like all these guys that were early on the NWAs and all these yo like that shit really like inspired me and it was the reason why I had to uh, you know dedicate a lot of my life to it so and I also felt like as a guest in the realm of hip hop mm-hmm. like you have to no more than the next guy to be accepted sometimes. Because I don't know a lot of shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? But but that's fine. That's fine for you. Like, like for me, like, if I'm walking into a room, I need to have my, my shit in order. Yeah, I feel you. Because I need to be like, yo, no matter what, like, my knowledge and my love for this shit mm-hmm. goes far and beyond the average person. You know what I mean? But to get back on topic, let's talk about some of the, the pros of being older in the game. Like I said, one of those is definitely the experience. Also being able to actually have money and resources. And, you know, even though you could have kids and things of that nature, you can still, if you know some good time management, you can allocate your time properly and still be able to get shit done. Um, And then also just having the freedom. How about this? Oh, you know, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, funding. That's what I'm saying. Having a career. Like funding is the most important part of being older. 
Uh, beyond that, we're talking about life experiences. You've already experienced a bunch. So you do have more to write about. Like there, there are certain benefits from being older in music that you're not going to get. You might be well, uh, more well-spoken. You might be more well-written. You might Rest have more books. things figured out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like beyond the responsibilities and the hardships of being older in this, there's also a lot of benefits to it. So when people have that fear of, of aging in music, and they're scared that they're going to, you know, somehow get uh, left behind because they've reached that uh, that limit. I don't think that there is a limit. I, th- I would say that as you get older, there is a lesser chance that you're going to make it. As there is with anything. anything you know what I mean? Like, yo, if you're an MLB player or you're a baseball player, you can get signed at 26. It's not over for you. But are you going to have to work harder than the 18-year-old coming out of high school yeah, that, that's a prospect? The shoulders ain't so fresh. You, know you what feel saying? what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's the difference. Like, yo, you know that if you're a 26-year-old prospect, you got to bust your ass a little bit harder than an 18-year-old. Like, that 18-year-old, it's such a good comparison because that 18-year-old has time to fuck up and they have time to figure it out. And that's accepted by, like, these major league teams. Like, yo, yeah, he's not that great of a hitter, but... You know, he's 18. What do you expect? He has time. He's going to grow into his body and he's going to be more powerful. You know, like shit like that actually matters in all walks of life in any business. You want to hire like, yo, for me, I'm in sales, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, and if people are applying to the job, there are benefits to me hiring an older uh, person. But if we're talking about you have to lift weight. Like, you have to lift a certain amount of pounds. Mm-hmm. You got to be on ladders. You got to do this and that. I might look at the youthful person and be like, yeah, I see more potential there for that person. So, again, it, it applies to so many walks of life. But that wisdom from the older Having experience of being in jobs you know and shit like I mean? that beforehand. Like, like, that might actually trump the rest of, of all the, the physical aspects of it. Um and also, that's another thing. Like, we're not even getting to the physical aspects of uh, if you do blow up when you're in your 30s, right? Because your knee's going to be blowing up, too. Yo, but think about going on tours. <laughs> yeah, that's like, just like, that's yo, crazy. Yo, I work my job. I get home, and I'm fucking exhausted. Imagine running around for an hour on stage and fucking sweating your balls off, and now you're, you're like, come on, bro. Like, as you get older, obviously, that becomes more difficult. All that shit starts to add up. Your body starts to, you know, wear down and, you know... I thought people used to like joke around with the shit like, yo, after 25, you start noticing some shit. And it's like, yo, it's, it's really true. And even when it comes to how tired you become and like, you know, the things that you eat, like I, now I can't like eat certain things after 11 p.m. Or it's not, I shouldn't eat anything past 11 p.m. And like, you have to be mindful of these things. And it's like, you know, that all just comes within things kind of slow it down with your body and growing. But once again, a lot of times we look at the music industry and we try to separate it as if it's not like real life and you know, real things that you have to go through. And that's one of the biggest things on this podcast that we try to like really home in. Like you got to really look at this thing in a sense, a little abstractly from than what it used to be looked at. Like, oh, you know, this is just all fun. It's all fun and games. Let's just do whatever we want. Like you even seen at times when like Drake was on fucking on those tours, he's jumping in ice baths. Like, bro, you didn't just run a fucking full, like a full NBA game. You're just like really working as far as like a musician and your body gets taxed. Bro, if you've, if you've never performed before, you sweat just like you just played a basketball game. You know what I mean? Like your body does hurt after you perform, especially if you're putting on a good performance. Mm-hmm. When I was performing back in the day, I'm jumping around with people. I'm jumping down off the stage and I'm doing crowd work. I'm jumping around with the crowd. Like, dog, that shit does affect your body 
at a certain age. Because I tried to get sturdy like these uh, young kids and my fucking knee was really fucked up. So it's just like, yo, I can't be on stage trying to fucking get sturdy. I'm like, just to hit my two-step. You know what I'm saying? I blew my leg out playing softball, dog. <laughs> Come on. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like it's not the same at this age. And, and there are aspects physically that you have to take into account when you're a performing artist. You know, but the, the beauty is nowadays everything's on the internet. Mm-hmm. You can blow up off the internet. You don't have to do that like underground performance circuit that you used to have to do. And that's a benefit to an older crowd. And, you know, another thing, you know, when we're thinking about the age is like most of these established artists, once again, they're around like the age of like 30 and 35. Like I know like one of the newest artists, well, I don't know if he's a new artist, but Lucky Day. Um, I know he just mm-hmm. like, um, I think he got like a Grammy or something. Some shit. I forgot what exactly what he got. But he was like around 32, but he's probably been doing music a long time before then. But that's like that's the point of the shit. Sometimes you really don't see a lot of these things fruition until you're around like that age. And like like we were talking about how like you said Jay Z didn't drop like Reason Without like he was like 28. And it's like a lot of people look at that 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 pinpoint that age, but it's like that's where this shit started. And now he's had over like a 20 plus year run at this point. And you know he he wasn't uh, like somebody like Drake that came out a little bit earlier on. But I don't. I don't how, but even he, Drake, Drake is like 34. Yeah, exactly. J. You Cole's know, like 35, Kendrick, and, and, and all of them. Drake's been in the game for 12 years, so he came out at 22. Like, yo, it's not as young as it used to be. Nope. Like, it used to be required that you're like 18. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that was like something that every label was like looking Nick for. Like Nick Cannon and like Ray J and shit. Right, like the young guy who's going to have potential, and they could be a cash cow for so many years. Now, it's really all uh, data-driven and stat-based. If you're 35 years old and you've marketed yourself well, and your music is on every chart, and you could easily get a deal. Look at Benny. Benny got, and know. that's what I'm saying. Like Benny is 36. He's up there. He's I don't know. 36 or 38. He's, 30s, yeah. he's he's one of those. But like, yo, Freddie Gibbs too. Shit, he's old. And that's what Freddie, I'm saying. Jim like, Jones. And these guys have, go down the list. <laughs> yeah, yo, you know and I mean? again, like these guys have been doing it for a long time. So it's not like they they just started, started. rapping. But that's the that's the facade that you see. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone pretends like they just started. Benny doesn't pretend like that, and Freddie Gibbs doesn't pretend like that. But a lot of these kids, a, a lot of these kids that blow up. You know, even Jack Harlow. I love when he talks about his run and how long it took him to blow up. Mm-hmm. I, I saw him. Uh, I think it was on Angie Martinez, or it was it was an interview that he was doing. Because I've been around. Yeah, he you said he's been around, around, but I've been around. Right, and and I think he said he started ten years ago, or he started six years ago. Whatever the case, but he's like, yeah, I was doing like small clubs. And even in his music, he talks about that. And the dope shit about that is like, yo, he's not fraudulent about it. Instead of all these guys who came out in the past like five years who were talking about, I just picked up a mic uh, five months ago. And then my first song ever just blew up. Like, yo, it's all bullshit. And if like he continues to go the path that he's going, the artists, I mean, I'm sorry, not the artists, the fans of the supporters that love him are going to be able to see him grow into an adult man. And really start to understand himself. And, you know, once again, maybe his music starts changing. Like, I really honestly appreciate, I appreciated Joey Cole and Kendrick back then and Drake and all of them back then. Now I have a different appreciation for them because now they're talking about, like, therapy and, you know, mental health and, like, you know, issues with as far as relationships, like, you know, children, all those things like that. And it's like, it kind of resonates more so with me as I grow with them. And, you know, that's kind of one of the things that could be a benefit of starting young as well, being able to age with your supporters and be able to let them into your life as you are getting a little bit older. And that's a that's a major key that we should definitely point out. Hold on. <laughs> um, you need to age with your music. Mm-hmm. Like you need to, if you are 35 years old 
and you're talking about like sipping lean and popping perks, like you should probably change your content a little bit. I know that you're trying to appeal to a younger crowd, but it's hard to appeal to a younger crowd when you're 35 years old. Because shit, I didn't know Young Dolph was like 36. I thought he was a little bit younger. It's like, what the fuck? You 36? Like, right. You're crazy. And, and the the content is like, yo, I get it. But like, you're not even speaking to people that you want to be in the same room as. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I would say if you're going to, if you've been doing music for a long time, if you've been making music and and performing it and, you know, whatever, like I would say the best way to go about aging in music is to age with your music, is to, you know, speak about more adult-like topics when you are that age. You know, you, it it's not scary and it shouldn't be like, um, there's, there shouldn't be an insecurity to rapping like you're a 30-year-old if you're a 30-year-old. Own it own it you know what i mean talk about 30 year old subjects like shit that shit that we want to hear about that's the reason why like a 444 rung off the way it did because yo an older crowd finally felt like finally someone is acting their age and i was about to get to that too you know we're talking about 35s and like 35 and plus i'm gonna just say 35 and plus because not really no cap at that point a lot of those artists that were back then like the 90s are now all ventured off into different things whether it be podcasts whether it be other business ventures but they're still around hip-hop so it's like even after you get past 35, you can still technically try to do music. You can still technically try to get on songs and shit, but you know, you're know you still able to be around hip-hop. You're still able to inspire the ones that came up before you and try to reach out to those 18-year-olds. So the shit still goes full circle. Now, you may not be able to be like the biggest artist around that age, but at that point, once again, there's no problem with working behind the scenes and you know crafting somebody else to to be to be the next best person. Like when you think about football and they 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 draft they draft a new quarterback and the old quarterback knows that at this point they're about to get rid of me, but I'm here at this point to try to teach this younger quarterback the rules of the game and how to like maneuver. And that's kind of the position you could take once you hit that 35 plus. And even though Jay Z came out with that album, you know Rick Ross may come out with an album, Two Chains may come out with an album. That music would just speak to the people that are around that age um, bracket. And you just, once again, working behind the scenes and then just still releasing music because you have the love for it still. Right. And, and like, yo, I could expect a kid to think that a 444 is whack. Mm-hmm. I don't expect a kid to listen to 444 and to like it. But I will say that that kid is eventually going to be a 30-year-old man or woman. And they're eventually going to understand it. There were so many movies in my life. There was so much music that I revisited as an adult. And I was like, holy shit. I had no fucking yeah, concept I just didn't of it at all. It. Right, right. And then right. it hits so much different. So And that's the beauty of of music and art. Like this shit is forever. As long as you want it to be. Mm-hmm. As long as you keep on paying the bill to that distro kid or TuneCore, that music that's is around. gonna it's around. You know what I mean? And that's that's why it's important to make timeless music. No matter what age you are, it's important to work on music that's not just of the times. And if you're uh an artist or you have a decent idea of where the game is going, mm-hmm. then you would start making music like that. You would start making music like, this isn't just a, a last-ditch effort to pop off right in the moment, so I'm going to work on this uh, track that's very of the times. You make music that sticks around a little bit longer, and that's a good way to kind of build the catalog that's not going to sound tired in five years. And you just got to be able to build from there. So like I said, for me personally, I love being an artist at this age. I'm also looking forward to the future when I'm hitting that 31, 32, because I feel like that's where, at that point, if my career um, starts kicking in the way I wanted to kick in with the marketing, it's like I'm already two years in and I'm only 28. So by 30, 31, that's when it should start really fruitioning. And then, you know, four year run, 35, I'm out. Right. Do some other shit. And, you know, that's what you got to kind of have the mindset of, have a game plan. Because if not, 
you know, you'll just get caught up in like, oh, I'm getting a little bit older. I should just quit. I shouldn't do this shit anymore. But nah, you just got to keep keep the path very clear in your mind of what you're trying to do. You could definitely have to, you know, hit some maneuvers here and there if things, if there's some bumps in the road. But for the most part, don't even worry about your age. Just try to make the best music you can. Keep grinding, guys. Uh, this is Rapper's Guide Podcast. We're signing out. This is Diggy Metro. That was Peace out, guys.